is ideal versus real, and I am America made you black. You're not so humble host. And welcome. I'm going to be speaking to you in what I know to be Native Black Consciousness or Disenfranchised Native Sons and Daughters of America. They are all forms of black thought and black expertise. Like black speaking on money, sex, education, comic books, video games, etc. Outstanding. I've seen many people do a brilliant job on it. Native black people do a brilliant job on these on these exact things. <clears throat> but I'm black American first. And our ancestors are the builders of this nation. Yet they barely are mentioned. And we must learn from them. And I'm trying to do that. To me, I have to start with our politics, black folks' politics. I've talked to plenty of people, and a lot of black folks hate politics. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to discuss it at all. Or some feels though we shouldn't even be involved in politics. And this goes back a long way. You know, politicians are the ones who you're supposed to call when um, to, to help you legislatively and, and, um, and through laws. You know, uh, no local laws, I mean. And if your politician isn't there, isn't there to back you up, then from my, from what I've read and my experience, then if they're not there to help you, they're working against you. And right now, as Native Black Americans who are facing, I can't say unprecedented things. Because we've been through this before. If you read your history, I mean, too many people don't want to tie the two together, politics and history. But just because you don't want to, there are people who are doing that. And they're tying them together effectively, and they're effectively putting us in a box. You think these things that's going on in Palestine that can't happen here? Yo, they already think about where the black neighborhoods are. I know some. I know a lot of black people live outside the hoods or whatever. They got they they you know they the neighborhoods that they live in or whatever. But when they take a good look around and see that you know that um that very few communities that are black aren't surrounded totally by wealthy 
are strategically. Um, they, you know, they, anything that's being thought of, they're thinking of themselves first. Anyone else is, is, is to the side. I mean, I mean, let's be for real. Let's, let's look at what's going on.
reconstruction to now. Doing reconstruction. Shit. We was under all kind of fucking hell. And I, I have to curse because I can only describe it is that when you can be no no lynched and, and, and burned out or whatever little property you had or you ain't had shit. But whatever little bitch you had, people want they burn you, they wanna burn you out. They wanna they wanna kill you. They, I mean they, they didn't wanna let you live. You know, it was a great migration that happened in like the before the 1870s. A great migration of blacks, man. They got the hell up out of there. Out of the South. And after the 1880s, I mean, let me see a great migration. People, I think it was in the 1880s. I'll, come, I'll make sure of that. But this thing was, was extremely brutal. I mean, I mean, the, the clan was created, and even before the clan was created, we were, which was in 1866, we was already being attacked all over the country, man. We was getting jumped in the street and everything. This was after the Civil War. You know, the, the, um, you know, the, the Democrats or the Republicans were in charge, but that, at first it was, um, it was, it was, um, Johnson, and he let the black codes come back, then all this shit got all convoluted, and black politicians were being voted in to offices, but a lot of them were being killed, too, I mean, assassin, political assassinations was, was the law of the land, they don't really want to tell you that, they don't want it ever, really diagnosed that, but political assassinations was really one-sided with Democrats just murking Republicans. I didn't never really see a Republican militia mixed with blacks and whites going out murdering whites. But all whites damn sure made it they issue to come to black areas or mixed areas and, and kill people. They didn't care about the law. And from what I've studied, that's been a long um, habit of ignoring the law. Or hell, the law just no no convulses and, and, and contorts to whatever the society wants. Hell, I've, we've been sold. I didn't realize how many we've been sold down the river so many times by politicians. It's not even funny. White politicians. Black politicians just sit back and just let this shit happen. Or whatever fight they got, they try to fight it in the Congress. And, you know, and they, I mean, like, talk about frustration when you just talking to, um, talking to the wall. I mean, come on. There were black politicians in, in Congress when they passed um, Plessy versus Ferguson.
rights have been you know, um, stripped because we don't enjoy freedom in it. The 14th is worthless. Because what the states did, they, they, um, the Supreme Court did this. They, they separated states' rights and federal. The Supreme Court did that. See, within their laws, they're able to manipulate this thing as they see fit and just make stuff up. But black politicians, they in there just rolling around and this stuff, and they just all caught up and they're not doing anything. And in the meantime, all these these racist laws, black codes, and Jim Crow laws all came when there was black people in Congress. Now, if you can't change anything in the Congress, then why are you in Congress? You need to be, you know, thinking differently. You need to be thinking about us getting, you know, how to, you know, get contracts and, you know, uh, um, and, and um, just be thinking out the box. Because what we went through, I mean, like, it was, obviously it was necessary for them to do. But for us, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have never been necessary for us to go through this. If we unified Maybe like 10 years ago. 
say this to people, they be like, man, we ain't at war. But I'm like, bruh, we at war. These cats, you may want to be the nicest guy in the world, but what good is it when the Joker got to put his foot on your neck? And you saying, I'm, I want to be a good American. I want to be a good American. But you ain't allowed to be a good American. All your laws, they making these laws specific. And the one specific law who ain't being taken care of is the people who voted for Democrats this, this election cycle. Black politicians urge you to get out there and vote for their choice of president. Joe Jim Crow Biden. Enforcement Act of 1994 contained an expansion 
of the federal death penalty to include drug offenses. Hmm. Huh. I bet that expanded some some um, some prison sentences. Keep on black people for drugs. Hmm. Huh. A lot of drug offenses ain't even violent. Hmm. Huh. The three strikes you out rule. Ooh-wee. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Three strikes you're out. They really beat us over the head with that one. A lot of people got caught up with that stuff. And billions in funding for the police in prisons. We still seeing that today. Yeah, the cops look like like they ready for war. Ain't that funny? They literally look like they ready for war. And we think they're not at war. Well, most black people, we don't know the cops not at war with us. No. Then why they suit up? Why they beat us up? Why they kill people? Black folks, innocent black folks. They kill people like Elijah McCain. McClain, sorry. Elijah McClain. Sweet kid. Just killed him. I didn't hear a politician say anything about that man's death. They don't care. That 
was the first time I had read, no, the second time I had read this before I read it on this podcast. This is, that's outrageous. That's outrageous. He wanted to be tough on drugs, but he didn't want, and, and see what, what happens in these, in these, um, and I read this in another article, um, in these back and forth in Congress, Clinton didn't have the support to get this. He didn't have the support. Most the other, there was a few black politicians, because at, at first, Wrangle held out, but then he came along once, you know, I guess he might got something thrown in for himself, but in order for Clinton to get the Republican support, he had to cut billions from support in black communities, billions of dollars, and the black politicians didn't ask for anything in return. That's just poor, that's horrendous leadership, that's dereliction of duty, you shouldn't even have a job. Wrangle opposed drug legalization and, em- and embraced police militarization. Ain't that a bitch? He stood proudly by Nancy Nancy as President Ronald Reagan signed another drug war law. <laughs> Curiously, Wrangle was among the 11 Congressional Black Caucus members who voted against Clinton's crime bill, which did not lack black support. In addition to the dozens of pastors who signed the letter and supported the bill, it also had the support of black mayors. Kurt Smoke, the first elected black mayor of Baltimore, was a vigorous supporter. Instead of these guys wanting money for um, better schooling and um, community centers and things that would actually help their black neighborhoods, they wanted more police and jails. And drugs wasn't even all that big a problem back in, well, the 90s. I mean, drugs was a problem because the goddamn government was bringing it in. Why didn't even cut the funding to the, um, to the CIA? Even then, U.S. Representative Kowizi Infumi, then chairman of the Congressional Black Caucus, I remember him, he didn't last long, like now Noah, who understood the bill was a means to find better ways to incarcerate people, eventually buckled, not only supporting the bill, but was ultimately responsible for its passage by rallying a majority of the Congressional Black Caucus members to vote for it after the bill was nearly derailed on a procedural issue. Want to be white, want to live with the, want to be Billy Graham and shit with the 
Rolls Royce, but in the meantime, selling your black ass out. Locking your sons up, locking your daughters up. Eventually, the police turn into murderers. Just all in our communities, killing, killing us. While the fucking drug still is rampant, still rampant in Chicago and all over the country. And, and, but in the meantime, we get to keep our head down from the police too. And then the police don't even go to jail once they kill you. At least when a uh, uh, black on black crime, the um the person could get arrested, have a trial, and an uh, honest trial, and more than likely be end up in jail if they're wrong. But police, they get treated. Hey, that goes without saying. Everybody know how the police are treated. I don't need to have they even have to say anything about it. Look at this. The claims quite likely were motivated by political expediency, appealing to white voters with tough on crime measures. However, it is clear black leaders were simply desperate to rid communities of the gang violence terrorizing their communities. The reason why they had gang violence in their communities is because their communities were, were lacking in resources. Huh? The schools were 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 poor as hell. They didn't they didn't provide any of the things that were provided in suburban schools. No PALs. There were no no PALs in North. No uh um or, or neighbor whole neighborhoods of black kids with nowhere to go. So they didn't have the benefit of knowing what we do now. That the death penalty would be disproportionately administered to black defendants. Yes, they did. They knew this is America. And they knew in the 90s, ain't nothing changed. And if they was talking about expanding death penalty rights to drug dealers, they knew damn well who was going to be start getting murdered. And I guarantee you it wasn't going to be no white coke dealer. Because in that bill, that's where they changed the drug laws for the amount of coke and crack. And you could get go to jail a lot longer for a crack than you could for coke.
is that they didn't know. They knew. They absolutely knew. The United States does know inquiries and and um, commissions and, and and panels and and everything under the sun to get to the bottom of shit. And this this young lady name was uh, Yolanda Young. And this was dated April 8th, 2016. These black politicians knew all about this stuff. And now, he'll be dealing with, uh, with, with Flint, with Obama, which I call 44. He doesn't deserve his name to be spoken out loud. Um, 44. Signed the poison of Flint when he went there and drank the water and tried to pretend like the people there didn't know what the fuck they're talking about. That's what I mean about politicians not talking to the people on the ground. They talk around them, they talk about them, they talk through them, but they do not talk to them. Because they, these politicians, they get it ingrained in them because they Ivy League and so forth that they're better. And they're not. But for some reason, that's what they believe. And through that um, no, no mindset, they deal with you. They're not dealing with you as though you are equal on their level. You've been to Harvard and you're scholarly and you are a pompous asshole. No, they, they don't. If you ain't dealing with them on that level, you, you're not there. And you can never be there to them. And if you tried, it would be like, uh, um, uh, 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 you'd be a project. Like with the old movie, My Fair Lady, where the British asshole wanted to make the street tramp into a lady. Was 
Robert Moses, a Jew who wasn't a Jew, but got Jewish respect and Protestant respect, and because he would lie, scheme, cheat, and do whatever he wanted.
straight out of a conscious black man's mouth. Um, you need to hear these words, and these words, you know, are, are fashioned through the voices of black consciousness, through our black um, teachers, Dr. Clark, um, Dr. Ben, um, Leron Bennett Jr., um, uh, um, John Hope Franklin, and many, many others that I will give their respect to as long as I be doing this podcast. These men need to be recognized and you should get your history, even white folks, you should get your history from black historians because they will give you the straight dope. Um and in their and in their um their uh their books, they have bibliographies and where you can obviously resource their source material. And a lot of the source material, you know, from a lot of these books, they come from um, white scholars. And obviously, if if, if um, one of these black gentlemen, um, you know, put these, um, these scholars into their book, you know, you can pretty much be sure that it's, you know, the information is legit unless they put it in a book to, you know, to, um, explain to you how wrong a lot of white scholars um, bias use bias to um, to come to their conclusions about race.